Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Praise the Lord, everybody. So great to be at the Anchor this morning. Very first Sunday morning of 2023. I was coming up the road and I looked at my sticker and I thought, that looks like it says that my sticker's been out a good while. <laughs> so I hope my memory's a little better in 2023. I was telling my wife yesterday, I had, a, I had an uncle that lived in Illinois, and he, his driver's license had been expired 25 years. <laughs> he was quite the character, but uh, it's so good to be here today, and I'm going to turn in the word of the Lord to John the 8th chapter and the 59th verse. So good to see everybody. My wife and I love this church. I pray for you folks often. Isn't God good? He is so good. I'm, I'm grateful. Praise God. John 8 and 59. Then took they up stones to cast at him, but Jesus hid himself. And went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. Let's pray. Lord, we love you today. Thank you for your anointed word. Thank you for all these wonderful people that's gathered here to worship you today. I pray for the anointing, Lord, to teach this session, Lord. Touch their hearts and their minds to receive it. In Jesus' glorious name we pray. And everybody says, Amen. You may be seated. And uh it's a privilege to be here with, with my grandkids and uh, my son and my wonderful daughter-in-law. I just, I'm so happy and proud of all of my kids and grandkids. I told somebody I feel like Job, but I have the fairest granddaughters in all the land. I didn't have any daughters, two daughter-in-laws, but I've got some beautiful granddaughters and handsome grandsons, and God has blessed me. Don't you feel blessed? I feel so blessed. I told, I told Debbie, I said, if we died today, we, we would have lived a full life, a happy life, because we've lived it in the church. The church is an amazing thing. I, I thought about some people that I'm kin to, and, and I see their, their lives have gone to pieces over the years, and their homes are so dysfunctional. And, and one told me one day, he said, I wish my kids were like your kids. And I told Debbie, I said, the only difference between his kids and my kids is the church. This is a soul-saving station. My son David's wife, Joan, she said, the church saved me. It saved me. And she's the only one in her family that serves God. But the church saved her. Whoever dreamed that that little brown-eyed girl would ended up being the pastor's wife. You know what? God's so good, and he's so merciful. And when we come to the Lord in prayer, I remember when the first time Joan came to my door, those big brown eyes, and, and Debbie and I fell in love with her right then. We started praying for her. The next thing you know, she was, she was repenting in the altar, and I baptized her in Jesus' name. And uh, she's never been the same. 
There's not anything quite like the church. But I, I want you to know that sometimes you go through bad things even when you, you go to church. It doesn't mean you're never going to have another problem, that, that everything's just going to be good all of your life because you're going to go through temptations and you're going to go through trials. And sometimes in your life you're going to feel like that Jesus has absolutely hid himself. What do you do when Jesus hides from you? You ever felt like that? I've felt like that before. I felt like when I prayed the heavens was brass, I couldn't get through and, and uh, couldn't feel God for a while. But I'm telling you, God is the one great constant in the universe. He never changes. He, he is the unchanging factor in the equation of life. One songwriter said, when all around my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay. He can be counted on, can he? He's not a fair weather friend, but he is neither them that are of a broken heart. But sometimes it seems like he's nowhere to be found. How many's ever seen that poem, uh, Footprints in the Sand? It says author unknown. You know who wrote that? Daisy Skidmore. I pastored her in Glen Ferris. When she was in college, she pinned the words to that poem but never got an ounce of credit for it. But I'm telling you what, he's there all the time. You, you might not have ever feel him. This morning, I couldn't prove by my eyesight that there was a sun up in the sky. It was so foggy, it was hard to even drive. We had to wade through a whole bunch of deer on our way out our drive. They were just everywhere, and I was just constantly observing coming up the interstate, afraid one was going to jump out, and I couldn't see him in time. But that sun was always shining. By the time we say amen this afternoon, it's going to be pretty and sunny outside because the sun always comes up. When I used to go to the church and pray in Glen Ferris and I would play music, I would play that song all the time. Who told the sun to shine in the morning? Who told the, tells the ocean you can only go this far? Who, hung, who hangs the moon up there on nothing? I'm telling you, he is in control of the universe. That's why the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. We don't walk by our feelings. We have to hold to God's unchanging hand. And when I walk through the pages of the word of the Lord, I look at people in Job or in Isaiah. Isaiah's talking. He said, Verily, thou art the God that hideth thyself. Isaiah felt like that. Where are you, God? What did Job say? I looked on the left and I looked on the right. I just couldn't find God anywhere. You've hid yourself from me. But you know what, Job? He maintained his integrity and he held on to God. No matter what we go through, no matter who betrays us, I'm going to hold to God's unchanging hand. I've got my hand in the hand of Jesus today. Job said, even today is my complaint bitter. My stroke is heavier than my groaning. All that I knew where I might find him, that I might come even to his seat, I would order my cause before him, fill my mouth with arguments. 
I would know the words which he would answer me and understand what he would say unto me. Will he plead against me with his great power? No, but he would put strength in me. And it says in the third, the eighth verse of the 23rd chapter, Behold, I go forward, but he is not there. I go backward, but I cannot perceive him. On the left hand, where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. He was in a, in a, a dilemma. He could not find God. I've been through times in my life where I couldn't find God. One time I went about a year or more and I couldn't find God. I, I, I sought his face and I prayed but couldn't feel anything. I couldn't feel anything, but I just kept holding on. And, and I remember we went through a very difficult time when your pastor was just a really small child and David was small. And, and I, I, I was having a difficult time and I looked at my, my wife, just a young wife then, and I thought, God... What's going to happen to me if, if I don't hang on, if I don't stay in the church? What's going to become of my two boys and my wife? And I started seeking the Lord. We'd been through a terrible time, and I don't even want to tell you about it. Church trouble can be devastating sometimes. But I started seeking God, and I said, God, if you'll just let me feel a little tug at my heart, I'll go back to the altar, and I'll repent all over again. I'll do my first works, first works over. And I, I remember sitting there in the pew on that Sunday, and, and I'm not for sure who was preaching, but, but I felt the tug of the Holy Ghost. I hadn't felt him for over a year, but I felt just that tug. How many knows what I'm talking about? Like a nibble on your line when you're fishing, Justin. It didn't have to jerk me hard. All I needed was a simple little tug. And when I felt that, I ran down to an altar of prayer. It didn't take me three minutes to pray back through the Holy Ghost. You see, because he was with me all of the time. I was like the prodigal son that never left home. I just got cold in daddy's house. Praise God. But it seemed like the Lord had hit himself. David was talking in Psalms 10 and 1, and he said, Why standest thou far off, O Lord? Why hidest thyself in times of trouble? Wherefore hidest thou thy face, and forgettest our affliction and our oppression? Why cast thou off my soul? Why hidest thy face from me? Verily thou art a God that hidest thyself, O God of Israel, the Savior. I will wait upon the Lord that hideth his face from the house of Jacob, and I will look for him. Praise God. I'm just going to keep on keeping on. Trials. What is the song that you and Herb and David used to sing? Troubles in my way. Gotta cry sometimes. So much trouble. How many's ever been through that? Late awake at night, but that's all right because I know. <laughs> Woo! Jesus is gonna fix it after a while. <laughs> Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. <laughs> Woo! I feel the Holy Ghost today. I'm gonna wait on the Lord that hideth his face. Praise God. Sometimes you go through bad things when your child dies. And I've seen it happen here. And when marriages break up, 
when cancer comes, when you lose your job. Things happen in life, don't they? Praise God. God's always the same. Sometimes we ask, sometimes we seek, and sometimes we knock, but it seems like there can't be an answer. Even those times in your life when people that you were very close to and trusted in and they betray you. You've ever had anybody betray you? I've had people that I thought were friends for life. Probably one of the worst times in my life is when I found out that my friend wasn't my friend. And I thought, I can't believe he's lied to me. I can't believe he's turned his back on me. And it cut me so deep, it was unbearable. Praise God. How many knows what I'm talking about? Now, the Lord spoke this to me Thursday night. And I believe there's people here that you feel like that God's hid himself from you. But I still want you to know today, he's your very present help in a time of trouble. And if your friend has forsaken you, he's a friend that'll stick closer than a brother. What do you do when he hides himself? I'm just going to keep on keeping on. Praise God. I'm going to hold to God's unchanging hand because I know that it didn't come the last, but it came to pass. All of those things that afflicted you in your life, they didn't come to stay. So just keep your head up, throw your chin up, and just keep on walking because you're going to come out of that valley and lift your hands and praise the Lord. I'm not going to let the devil get me down because I know in whom I believe today. And I know he's my very present help in a time of trouble. Man, Jesus had to have a Judas before he could go to Calvary, didn't he? Uh, and probably one of my favorite stories in the Bible is Joseph. I love the story of Joseph. He was a dreamer. I've always been a dreamer. I've got in trouble over over dreams and I've told my wife I probably should have kept that one to myself because I've had people get angry at me over dreams that I had and Joseph had a dream we know the story how he dreamed about his brothers were going to bow to him and then even his mom and dad and man he, he was rebuked and they were jealous of him and they hated him for his dreams and, and the next thing you know he's coming down to check on them and and uh, they hated him so bad, they had plotted to kill their own brother. And when they got, he got down there, one of them said, oh, let's don't kill him. Let's put him in that dry pit. So they put him in that pit, and it was dry. And, and uh, here comes a caravan down the road. They sold him as a slave, auctioned him off, and Potiphar bought him down in Egypt. Next thing you know, he's... He's serving Potiphar, and the Lord blesses him, and Potiphar knows it. Potiphar prospers. Man, and then it looks like things are going good for Joseph, and then the next thing you know, Potiphar's wife tries to seduce him, and then she accuses him of trying to molest her or of molesting her, and she starts screaming, and they put him in prison when he hasn't done one single thing wrong. What do you do when you haven't done anything wrong? and you're accused falsely. That's an awful feeling. 
I had two preachers come up to me in one meeting and say, man, uh, at different times in one meeting, I'm, I need to apologize to you. I had really hard feelings at you, but I found out it wasn't true. I wish they hadn't have told me that. So I'm thinking, what did they believe about me? Let me tell you what I do. I never take one side of the story because I know there's always two sides to every story. I don't have very much respect for a person that will listen to one side of the story and pronounce judgment. But people do that. Praise God. They do that. But I want you to know today, Joseph's down in that, that pit over a false accusation and then he's, he's put in a prison and, and he's there for a long time. And he's done nothing. Then the butler and the baker shows up. We know the story. I don't have to go through it. But he told he told the baker, they're going to cut your head off and, and the birds are going to eat you. But the butler, you're going to be restored. And, but when you get to your rightful position, don't forget me. You know what? He forgot. Terrible to be forgotten. You ever feel forgotten? Alone? You know, they say the, uh, the longest word is eternity, the nearest word is now, the sweetest word is mother, the meanest word is hypocrisy, but probably the saddest word is lonely. I don't like to be lonely. Praise God. But I want you to know that when, when Joseph was down in that dungeon, he just kept on. He worked in that prison like he was doing it unto the Lord. How do you do that when you're in the dungeon? But he kept on until everything in the prison, it was, if it happened, Joseph did it because he had been given the authority of the prison. Man, down there alone and feel forgotten and forsaken by your family, knowing that your dad probably thinks you're dead. And the next thing you know, when the Pharaoh had a dream, the butler said, I remember my fault this day. Ooh, hallelujah. Next thing you know, Joseph was standing in the presence of the king. It doesn't really make any difference how you get to the presence of the king as long as you get in the presence of the king. It's worth every mile of the trip. It's worth every heartache and every valley when you're standing there in the presence of the king. And you know all of your past troubles have pushed you to the palace. You see, if it hadn't been for his captivity in Egypt, there would never have been a deliverer in Israel and they would have starved to death. But God has his way in everything. The Bible says he has his way in the whirlwind. My, one of my grandson-in-laws, he don't like me to call him daddy. He said, you call me grandson, not grandson-in-law. I, I like that. And they they came down and they'd been at Shay's dad's house and then they got down and found out that Shay had left the charging cord to their electric Tesla at home. And it, they didn't have the adapter to hook up at Sheets over in town. And then I had made him a charging station in my garage and he couldn't plug up there. So we had to drive all the way to Parkersburg and charge his car to get all the way back. Then they were all the way to Athens and had to turn around and come all the way back because he forgot his wallet. And I said, you know what? 
Jordan? If that had not happened, you might have got killed on the road. You don't, the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. That happened to us this morning. I got almost to the interstate and looked in the back of my truck and my trash can's back there. <laughs> I put it in this morning because we had to put our garbage out on Sunday and I, and I, I put it there and, and I was about ready to bring it. It was sliding all over the place. I told Debbie, I said, I have forgot the trash can. She says, honey, you know what? It might be been ordered by the Lord. We might have got killed on our way to Zanesville today, but maybe God let us forget the trash can. I'm telling you what, he's there all the time. It's going to be an amazement when we get to glory and find out every time we forgot something that it prevented us from being in a tragedy. Praise God. We look through a glass darkly, brother and sister Johnson, when they were evangelizing. And... Uh, he didn't hardly make anything. Some of the horror stories of, of uh, places they preached. I mean, one pastor and his wife were sitting at the table arguing whether they was going to give him $75 or $100 for a week. That didn't even pay for their expenses. Then he gets up the road and his exhaust falls off. He just felt forsaken by God. God, why did this happen to happen to me? So he has exhaust put on. He's going up the road after he got it fixed and a tornado had came through and there were cars on their tops everywhere right at the time when he would have been passing through. And God let the exhaust fall off so he wouldn't be killed in a tragic tornado. I'm telling you what, I, I trust God. All my life he's been faithful. All my life he's been so, so good. Praise God. He's more than able. I've got to learn to walk by faith and not by my feelings and not by sight. I've got to hold on to God. I'm holding on to God today. Won't you get a grip on the kingdom of God? You may be seated. I was working in the coal mines and my pastor was working the midnight shift. and I was working the day shift. And he came out of the mines, and then there was like 30 or 40 minutes before we went in. We had to wait for them to get out, and, and then we would get on the, the man trip and go in. And from the time that he came out and the time that I went in, the whole place fell in. You think that's coincidence? Had a guy, he said, I'm standing by you, preacher. I know God's going to take care of you. Praise God. I'm telling you what, he's trustworthy. You think that President Joe Biden has a secret service? You ain't seen nothing until you've seen the ones I've got. Praise God. They're walking beside me. My neighbor, Harry Rucker, he would come to church and he said, Preacher, I'm going to tell you something. He said, but... But if you laugh at me, I'm never going to tell you anything else. I said, I'm not going to laugh at you, Harry. He said, when you're preaching, there's two big angels standing, one on each side of you. <laughs> Woo! I believe they're here this morning. I believe that they encamp around about them that fear the Lord. 
I've got the Lord. That's enough. God was not intimidated. Praise God when, when Job was saying, where are you, Lord? When the devil came and, and took everything he had, God was not apologetic. He wasn't embarrassed. He didn't get angered because God has a master plan. In the end, Job had double of everything. Praise God. God blessed Job. But Job's greatest worship was when he trusted God when things were going wrong. It's easy to shout and dance when everything's going good. Praise God. But I'm telling you what, sometimes it's difficult. God, he stepped off the throne of glory and in a whirlwind and he, he came before Job and said, where was you when I hung the stars and the moon on nothing? Job couldn't say anything. Praise God. I, I love the story. I love the story that Hagar, I don't understand a lot of the Old Testament. Some of it confuses me terrible. You, just me and one other person, it confused me. How they could have all those wives. God told David, I gave you all those wives. And I'm scratching my head. I'm like, no comprende, senor. <laughs> but then Sarah can't get pregnant, so she gives Abraham her, her maidservant. And she, she starts having baby after baby after baby. And then Sarah has a baby. And then you can see Hagar, she, she's, they're making fun of them. So Abraham says, do whatever you want to do with her. So she kicked her out of her house, and Abraham gave her a little thing of water and a loaf of bread and said, see you later, baby. Now that's hard for me to understand. <laughs> on on, on a human thinking side. And here she goes, she's leading Ishmael out there men and, and they run out of water and they run out of bread so she sticks him under the bush and, and he's over there under the bush crying and hungry and getting ready to die and she went over here because she couldn't stand to see her son die and she's crying and praying and all of a sudden the Lord says Hagar and I love this I have heard the boy where he is I heard him where he is let me tell you what, I don't care where you are this morning. God hears you where you're at today. In the midst of your most horrible situation, he hears you where you're at. David said, he picked me up out of miry clay and he set my feet on a solid rock and he established my goings and he put a new song in my heart. Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost today. What are you going to do when Jesus hides himself? When you've got troubles and things go wrong, don't fear the battle. It won't last too long. Don't doubt Jesus for he knows your care. Hold on till he answers. When I first got married, I got a job at Hawks Nest Mining Company. and I was in the office one day and I looked and I seen a big poster and it had a rope with knots on it and it had a cat hanging on the last knot 
How many's ever seen that? Says, hang on, baby. Payday's coming. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. You might be looking through a glass darkly, but I want you to know that there's going to be a payday for the children of God. He's not going to leave you comfortless, but he's going to come to you. You might be heartbroken. David said, I could have stood it if it had been my enemy. But I was wounded in the house of my friends. And I, I've had people to lie on me, and I just thought, oh, my goodness. How can they even make up lies like that? Some of them said I got threw out of a church in Ohio. But man, people in Ohio love me. They're not going to throw me out. That's what I was coming here for. <laughs> I'm just said, well, he didn't even have a church in Salt Lake City. That was about the dumbest statement I ever heard in my life. There was people from all over the country, from California to, to Maryland, from all, all over. They sent letters and emails until uh, the person in authority said, I don't need any more phone calls and I don't need any more emails. <laughs> it was overwhelming. People saying, that's got to be the dumbest statement they ever heard in their life. And I thought, why? Why would they make up? And it cuts, don't it? It hurts so bad. But I'm going to hold two gods of changing him. I'm not going to tell you I wasn't wounded. And, I, and I, I've, been, I've been accused, abused, and used. But I made up in my mind I wasn't going to be an accuser, a user, nor an abuser. I wasn't ever going to get behind the pulpit and pick on people. Now, one time I almost did. My wife's grinning. She knows what I'm talking about. She said, honey, you don't need to preach tonight. I said, why? She says, you need to let Aaron preach tonight. He was just a little kid. I said, why? She said, because if you get up there tonight, you're going to kill everybody in this church. We're not going to have a church left. Thank God for a good wife that had good sense. I just heard of a preacher that preached a conference and picked on one guy during the conference in front of the whole crowd. I don't even think they make a good pill to fix that. But when you're wounded, sometimes it makes you do stupid things that you got to learn to get over. You know what two great words are? I'm sorry. That'll do a whole lot. It'll cover a multitude of sin if you'll do that. Sometimes you're going to face situations that you cannot control. Could you imagine Daniel? All he did was pray. And they bring him to the mouth of the den of lions. And he knew he was dead. They threw him in. Man, I'm telling you what. Somehow or another, the God that Daniel served, he shut up the mouth of the lions. I've seen him shut the mouth of lions before. One woman said that, that we sacrifice birds and handle snakes. You remember that? You remember her, her son was baptized? A bee flew in her mouth and stung her and swelled her mouth shut. 
And at her camp, her step broke, and when it broke through, a snake bit her on the leg. Next time I seen her, she said, Hey, Pastor Bounds, how are you? <laughs> you better be careful what you say. You don't touch God's anointing. You don't do his prophets any harm because it will come back to bite you. That's really, that's really. <laughs> Man, they threw Daniel in there that God shut the mouth of the lions and, and the king, he fasted all night and he came down to the, opened up the den and said, Daniel! Is thy God able to deliver you? And he said, oh, king, live forever. Praise God, the God that I serve. He has shut the mouth of the lions. Let me tell you what, I don't care who's talking about you or who's talking to you, God is able to shut their mouth and stop it. He's on your side. He's my refuge and strength and my very present help in the time of trouble. Therefore, will, will not we fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with swelling thereof. Praise God. He's our refuge. People that wrote those songs, God is my refuge and strength. My refuge in time of trouble, trouble. Man, have you ever been through times like that and you just start singing? He'll give you a song. All Daniel could see was a den full of lions, but you don't have to see God. He's there with you. Matthew 28 and 20, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Paul said in Romans 8, 38, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. He's going to be there in every situation. Praise God. Nobody like him in all the earth. When we, were, when we were here years ago, we were caught in between. Didn't know what to do or where to go. I might have told you. I know you. some of you were here when it happened. And, and we were staying in the pastor's house, living in his basement. We had been to church Sunday morning. Then Jillian got sick, and Debbie was going to stay with her that night. And I came to church. I told her right before I left, I said, I'm, I'm packing up and leaving tomorrow. I said, I'm, I'm going to go find the will of God and I'll come back and get you. She said, you're going to leave me? Started crying. I started crying. Yeah. I believe I can't stand it anymore. I mean, I was probably at one of my lowest points. I was so confused. I didn't know what in the world to do. And I was standing right there and George Guy was preaching and we were a bunch of us in the altar, probably a couple hundred people or more. And I bowed my head. I said, God... I don't know what to do, but I need you to give me a word right now. And I raised my head, and George Guy, he, he quit preaching, looked at me, he said, he quit talking, he said, Elder Bounds, you're out of the will of God. God don't want you in that little town. He wanted Brother Tony there. He didn't want me there. 
He said, you're going to know the will of God in a little while, and you're going to be happy. Instant answer in one of the worst times of my life. Then I went to Apostolic Conference. Let me tell you how the Lord does. My wife and I went to Apostolic Conference, and we were sitting way back on the right. There was about 11, 10 or 11 rows back. There was hundreds of preachers and their wives. Mark Morgan was preaching, and you all know him well. And I was standing back there, and I said, God, I don't want to be in your permissive will. I want to be in your perfect will. How many knows what I'm talking about? I don't just want to float around in your permissive will, but I want to know exactly your will. And I need you to let me know right now. As soon as I raised my head, Mark Morgan quit preaching. He just walked right back to me. He just locked his eyes on me. And he said, few preachers have given unselfishly, unselfishly to the kingdom, and you're one of them. He said, you're in the perfect will of God no matter what anybody says. And believe me, I was taking a lot of criticism. But he said, you're not going to have to worry about anything. And turned around and walked off. How many remembers this song? The answer's on the way, this I know. Some of you seniors, Jesus said it, I believe it, and it's so. My heavenly Father knows my needs before I pray. I can rest assured the answer's on the way. And there's somebody or more than one person in here today, you felt like Jesus has hid himself from you, but I want you to know he has not forsaken you. He's as close as a mention of his name. And he sent me here on this Sunday morning, the very first Sunday of 2023, to tell you that he cares for you. Praise God. You can stand assured, put your feet on the rock, and let the devil know that your mind's made up, that you've got a God that answers prayer. Woo, hallelujah. If you love him, he's there. If you serve him, he's there. If you need him, he's there. Where is God when you can't find him? When you ask and you seek and you knock? What's God up to? God trusted Job enough to maintain his integrity when he couldn't find him. Greatest compliment you could ever give God is trusting through your darkest moments. Some people don't make it. I grew up with people that went through bad times and, and they just did not make it. Walked away. Their families became all dysfunctional and messed up and their lives were a wreck. But I want you to know I have no regrets being in the house of God and serving God. I like the song says, I feel the touch of hands so warm and tender. They're leading me in paths that I've trod. I'll have no fear for Jesus walks beside me for I'm sheltered in the arms of God. So let the storms rage high. Can you sing it with me? The dark clouds rise. They won't worry me, for I'm sheltered safe within the arms of God. 
Jesus walks with me, and none of earth can harm me, for I'm sheltered in the arms of God. Pastor, come and help me sing today. So let the storms rage high, the dark clouds rise. They won't worry me, for I'm sheltered safe within the arms of God. Let's stand today. He walks with me, and none of earth shall harm me. For I'm sheltered in the arms of God. Can we sing it again? So let the storms rage high, the dark clouds rise. They won't worry me, for I'm sheltered safe within the arms of God. Jesus walks with me, and none of earth can harm me, for I'm sheltered in the arms of God. While your head's bowed, no one looking around. Oh, I feel him so mightily in this place. Oh, God, you've reached down in the hearts of people here today and you've affirmed Lord that you're with them and you walk with them some of them's been through terrible tragic times but Lord I feel you putting your hands about them today and they're sheltered in your arms help them to see you God where they're at today because you hear them where they're at oh God I praise you today won't we praise him I praise you today Oh, yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. In F, probably. G. G. Praise God. I feel the touch of hands so warm and tender. Come on, help me sing. They're leading me. Through paths that I must, must try, I'll have no fear. For Jesus walks beside me. Hallelujah! For I'm sheltered in the arms of God. So let the storms rage high. The dark clouds rise. need a touch from the Lord today we'd like to pray for you in Jesus name rage high go ahead let the dark Dark clouds rise they won't worry 
seat for a moment somebody in this room I look sister Connie Tate is here today health issues sister T Connie wave your hands back there I want a precious lady of God to go back and lay hands on her can barely get here back problems and issues the Lord knows where you're at none of earth can harm me for I'm sheltered Sheltered in the arms of God. I thank everybody. I, I preached a few weeks ago about we're good at his birth. We're not good when at his cross. But somebody be led of the Lord today and help us pray for some people that's been going through tough times. When it appears that God has hid himself, somebody needs a refreshing, a touching of his spirit. He walks with me. He walks with me. Walk across the aisle and lay hands on somebody. Oh, for I'm sheltered in the arms of God. So let the storms rage out. Let the dark clouds rise. They won't worry me. For I'm sheltered safe within the arms. in the arms <laughs> come on the Holy Ghost is moving here this morning the Spirit of the Lord is here touching hallelujah thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast if you enjoyed it make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons if you're in the Zanesville area we invite you to join us on Sundays you can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church again thanks so much for listening and we hope to see you soon